This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. Top 10. Gentlemen, to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. My name is Eric Woods, the founder and executive producer of this podcast. I'm also a proud member of the International Film Music Critics Association. This podcast is a celebration of everything film, TV, and video game music. There's something in this podcast for everyone, whether you're a film music veteran or a movie music newcomer. I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to give us a listen, and I hope you enjoy the program. Of course, I can't forget our patrons who help make this show possible. If you'd like to join the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast Patreon, then please head over to patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. We'd also like it if you could rate and review the show. We'd like to read what you think of the program, and if you do submit a rating, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com letting us know and we will read your review on an up-and-coming episode. Okay, with all of that out of the way, let's just jump into our countdown of the top 10 love themes of all time, in my opinion. Now, before we start, I just want to let you know that we're going to do something a little bit different, and I've done this on other shows, but what I'm going to present for you on the program, instead of music from the original recordings, although there will be a couple of cues where we do feature original recordings because it's either the re-recording of the track isn't that great or one just doesn't exist. But what I'm going to play on the program today is re-recorded cues. So we get to hear different interpretations of the various themes that I'll present for you on the program today. In at number 10, Somewhere in Time, a 1980 romantic fantasy drama film directed by Jeannot Schwach and starring Christopher Reeve, Jane Seymour, and Christopher Plummer. It's a film adaptation of the 1979 novel Bidtime Return by Richard Matheson, who also wrote the screenplay. The score is by John Barry and... Basically, the music is the film's heart and soul, and people from around the world really paid attention to it. The soundtrack album, over the years, since the film's release, has become one of the most popular of John Barry's work. For all of the beautifully lyrical scores John Barry wrote in his career, it's somewhere in time that perfectly defines the word love musically, and that lush, unforgettable theme is perfectly presented during the end credit suite.
That was the end credit suite from Somewhere in Time, released in 1980. And in that recording, you heard the Royal Scottish National Orchestra conducted by John Debney. And that album was released on Varez Saraband Records. Number nine. In at number nine, the love theme from Forever Young, released in 1992, a fantasy romantic drama directed by Steve Miner, stars Mel Gibson, Elijah Wood, and Jamie Lee Curtis. And the screenplay was actually written by J.J. Abrams from an original story named The Rest of Daniel. Jerry Goldsmith has written numerous romantic themes throughout his career. Chinatown, The Blue Max, First Night, Legend, The Mummy, Star Trek The Motion Picture, The Sand Pebbles, the list goes on. But there is one that really registers with me the most. The almost sing-song nature of Goldsmith's gorgeous jazzy love theme from Forever Young, Featuring such artists as Mike Lang on piano and Joel Peskin and Joel Peskin on soprano sax. And this is one of the rare instances where we're going to play the original soundtrack recording because no other recording has this star power and the soprano sax. Now, this radio ready version of the theme was actually arranged by Brad Dechter, who wanted the theme to sound like a pop arrangement in a sense. This offered pianist Mike Lang the opportunities to improvise underneath it all. Thank you. 
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to Forever Young, with music composed and conducted by Jerry Goldsmith, and that was the love theme from Forever Young. This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network, and you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods. Number 8. In a number 8, music from Ghost, a film directed by Jerry Zucker, and starred Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg, who won the Academy Award. The film centers around Sam Wheat, played by Swayze. He's a murdered banker whose ghost sets out to save his girlfriend, Molly, played by Demi Moore. And she's helped by a psychic, Otome Brown, played by Whoopi Goldberg. The most memorable musical anything in this film was undeniably Unchained Melody, a theme composed by... Alex North for the film Unchained, then repurposed as a song sung famously by the Righteous Brothers, whose version of the song is played in this film and has become one of the most memorable musical moments in film history. However, hidden underneath all of that is the film's central love theme, written by Maurice Jarre for Sam and Molly's undenying love for each other. It's sprinkled throughout the film but makes its most triumphant and beautiful performance during the end credits, unfortunately, when everyone else but me and the rest of you hardcore film music fans leave the theater. This fabulous love theme really gets its moment to shine here, while Jar almost effortlessly moves the theme in and around the orchestra, comforting you like a warm blanket.
That was a love theme from Ghost, with music composed by Maurice Jarre. And that comes off an album called Philharmonic 2, performed by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and conducted by Tolga Kashif. Number 7. In at number 7, we're going to feature music from three different films. And the reason is I absolutely love this suite. I haven't heard this performed anywhere else, and so I'm going to cheat a little bit. So what we're going to feature right now is a suite of music from Charade, Two for the Road, and Breakfast at Tiffany's. Now, Charade was released in 1963, stars Audrey Hepburn alongside Gary Grant. 1967, we have Two for the Road, directed by Stanley Donnan again, who directed Charade, with Hepburn starring with Albert Finney. And then we have Breakfast at Tiffany's, the 1961 classic directed by Blake Edwards, with Audrey Hepburn in arguably her most famous role. Now, the bookended cues in this suite are probably the most well-known, but the melody from Two for the Road is the perfect piece, in my opinion, to bridge the gap between the music from Charade and the music from Breakfast at Tiffany's, which, of course, features the famous Moon River by Henry Mancini, a classic theme, uh, which actually has an interesting story. Uh, During the filming, Audrey Hepburn sang the film's signature song. The song, which was co-written by Henry Mancini and Johnny Mercer, was tailored to Hepburn's limited vocal range based on the song she had performed in the 1957 film Funny Face. On the anniversary edition DVD of Breakfast at Tiffany's, co-producer Dick Shepard says in his audio commentary that after a preview in San Francisco, Martin Rankin Paramount's head of production wanted Moon River replaced with music by somebody else, but but Marty Juro, the co-producer, said, Over Our Dead Bodies. The Suite is one of my most played tracks of all time, which premiered on a Verez compilation called Movie Memories, A Golden Age Revisited, from Verez Saraband Records, with the great Richard Kaufman conducting the Nuremberg Symphony Orchestra. This is a suite called Songs for Audrey, featuring Charade, Two for the Road, and Moon River.
Songs for Audrey, Charade, Two for the Road, and Moon River. Composed by Henry Mancini, conducted by Richard Kaufman, conducting the Nuremberg Symphony Orchestra. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Number six. In at number six, music from the 1984 fantasy romantic comedy directed by Ron Howard called Splash, starring Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, along with John Candy and Eugene Levy. It involves a young man who falls in love with a mysterious woman who is secretly a mermaid. It's a delightful, delightful movie, and I haven't seen it in a really, really long time, and I probably have to revisit it. Now, composer Lee Holdridge hit it really big in 1984 with the release of Ron Howard's romantic comedy Splash. From the moment Holdridge saw the rough cut of the film, he knew it was going to be a big hit. But what he was not prepared for was the terrific critical reception the film was given. After seeing the first cut, Holdridge immediately went home to his piano that night and tried to create a theme that captured both the warmth, the honesty, and sincerity of the love that the mermaid Madison, played by Daryl Hannah, brings into Alan Bauer's life, played by Tom Hanks. Within days, Holdridge came up with the solo piano theme that appears in several moments throughout the film and is finally heard with full orchestra when the lovers swim off together at the end of the film. In this recording, we have Charles Gerhardt conducting the London Symphony Orchestra in a performance of Lee Holdridge's love theme from Splash.
That was a love theme from Lee Holdridge's score to Splash, conducted by Charles Gerhardt. That comes from an album called Charles Gerhardt Conducts the Film Music of Lee Holdridge, performed by the London Symphony Orchestra. Number five. In at number five, music from The Adventures of Robin Hood, released in 1938, featuring music by Eric Wolfgang Korngold. This film was directed by Michael Curtis and stars Errol Flynn and Olivier de Havilland. It's the quintessential swashbuckling adventure film. The score, of course, was written by one of the greatest to ever write for the silver screen, Eric Wolfgang Korngold. There are over 15 main themes and various other motifs running throughout this operatic score. Melody is everywhere, right from the beginning. It envelops you, grabs a hold of you, and takes you on a ride through Sherwood Forest with Robin and his merry men. But the theme that holds the film's heart is the love theme, written for Robin and Marion. There have been many love themes written for these two characters over the years by some of the greatest film composers of all time. John Barry and Michael Kamen come to mind. But Korngold set the standard, and the standard has yet to be broken. Robin climbs to Marion's balcony, and Korngold just lays it on, capturing not only the romance, but the intimacy of the moment. The recording you're going to hear comes from a superb album called Cinema Serenade 2, The Golden Age, featuring John Williams conducting the Boston Pops Orchestra, along with violinist Ishtak Perlman.
the love theme from the adventures of Robin Hood. That was John Williams conducting the Boston Pops Orchestra, along with violinist Ishtak Perlman. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Number four. Minute number four. Music from Monster, released in 2003, a biographical crime drama written and directed by Patty Jenkins in her feature film directorial debut. The film is about serial killer Eileen Wernos, a street prostitute who murdered seven of her male clients between 1989 and 1990 and was executed in Florida in 2002. The film stars Charlize Theron, who also produced the film, as Wernos, and Christina Ricci, as her semi-fictionalized lover, Selby Wall, based on Wernos's real-life girlfriend, Tyra Moore. The film is outstanding, with what I consider to be one of the finest acting performances of all time by Charlize Theron. Now, as for the score, sometimes I just feel like getting away from the classic symphonic sound. It rarely happens, but for whatever the reason, I sometimes just want to hear something more along the lines of this a highly underrated gem by Brian Tranzo. It's a score that features guitars, drum kit, and synth padding, and not much else. And as you listen more closely to the score, you will begin to realize how intelligent creative and well-structured and well-thought-out the music is. And one of my favorite cues is the love theme written for the Ferris wheel sequence, and it is played over the heartbreaking finale as well. I always get immense, strong feelings uh, when I hear this cue. It's one that just kind of makes me stand still and really pay attention. This rarely just plays in the background while I'm doing something else. It's one that I really have to concentrate and listen to because it is that good. I mean, the theme is absolutely magnificent. And as I said, it's very simple, but not simplistic. Sometimes the simplest of musical gestures says more than a cacophony of sounds from an orchestra. Unfortunately, this is one of those scores that I regretfully ignored in my top 10 of 2003. I think it's one of the most underrated film scores uh, ever written. Not too many people talk about it. And if I had to go revisit my top 10 list of 2003, this definitely would be on it. This is the love theme for the Ferris wheel sequence in Monster with original score written by Brian Trenzo, also known as BT.
That was music from the original soundtrack recording from the 2003 film Monster with original score composed by BT or Brian Trenzo. And that was the Ferris wheel sequence featuring the love theme from the score. Number three. Up next and in at number three is music from a critically and financially successful 1941 film called That Hamilton Woman set during the Napoleonic Wars. The film tells the story of the rise and fall of Emma Hamilton, a dance hall girl and courtesan who married Sir William Hamilton, a British ambassador to the King of Naples, and later became Admiral Horatio Nelson's mistress. Back in 1995, I had no idea what the film was. Never really knew who Mikolas Rocha was. I was still new to this world of soundtracks and film music, but I was obsessed with John Williams, James Horner, and Jerry Goldsmith to notice anyone else from the golden age of Hollywood. But then out came this compilation and it was the first one to introduce me properly to the music of Mikolas Rocha and it was called Hollywood 95. The album was released by Vares Saraband Records and was part of their annual review of scores from that year and I was surprised to see a cut from Rocha on the album. When I read the liner notes I discovered that he passed away that year. So after all of the brilliant new recordings of music from scores like Batman Forever, Apollo 13, First Night, and Braveheart, Joel McNeely and the Royal Scottish National Orchestra recorded a tribute to Roja by featuring his sweeping, tender love theme from That Hamilton Woman. What a way to be first introduced to that man's work.
the love theme from That Hamilton Woman, released in 1941, featuring music by Miklas Rocha, as recorded by the Royal Scottish National Orchestra, with Joel McNeely conducting. This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network, and you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods. Number two. In at number two, music from The Rocketeer by James Horner. This film was released in 1991 from Walt Disney Pictures. It was directed by Joe Johnston, stars Billy Campbell, Jennifer Connelly, Alan Arkin, Timothy Dalton, and Paul Servino. It was based on the character of the same name, created by comic book artist and writer Dave Stevens. The score was written by James Horner and is one of his finest achievements. In my opinion, the score is only second best to his score to Braveheart. It's an exhilarating adventure score with heroic themes, frantic action, and a love theme for the ages. The love theme was written for the character Jenny, and it's molded out of the same material as some of the Golden Age classics we've already heard on the show. It's unabashedly beautiful, oozing with passion and tenderness, perfectly capturing the elegance of Jennifer Connelly's character, while also adding a hint of danger at the end of the piece, which is an odd touch. But as a whole, the theme, which is a concert arrangement, has everything we've come to love about James Horner's music. Here's a gorgeous longline melody, beautiful instrumental solos, especially in the horns, which Horner just absolutely loved to write for, and those classic sweeping strings that brings you back to a time when Korngold and Roja ruled the Hollywood scoring world.
the love theme, better known as Jenny, from the score to The Rocketeer. That was music from the original motion picture soundtrack, composed and conducted by James Horner. Honorable mentions. Now we have some honorable mentions for you. We're going to first open up with music from the television series Beauty and the Beast, released in the 1980s. For the one-hour pilot of the Beauty and the Beast series, Lee Holdridge had about four days to write 25 minutes of music. From an interview Holdridge gave with the BSO Spirit, he had this to say about the creation of the score and the theme. Quote, Beauty and the Beast was a very special event in my life. The producers really wanted me for the score and were looking for a theme for the whole series. When I saw the film of the pilot episode for the first time, I became very emotional about it and the theme came out of those feelings. It turned out to be a wonderful signature for that series. End quote. I recall watching this series as a kid. It was a bit too intense for me at the time, but I do recall the gorgeous theme Holdridge wrote for the series, and it has stayed with me all my life.
That was the main theme suite from the television series Beauty and the Beast, which premiered in 1987 and ran through till 1990. There was 56 episodes of the series and featured music not only by Lee Holdridge, but also by Don Davis and William Ross. And in that suite, Richard Kaufman conducted the Nuremberg Symphony Orchestra from an album called Symphonic Hollywood, which features concert music by Miklitz Rosha, as well as concert music from Lee Holdridge and a few suites from his film and television work. The other honorable mention is James Horner's love theme from Crawl. Crawl is a 1983 science fantasy swashbuckler film directed by Peter Yates. It follows Prince Colwyn and a fellowship of companions who set out to rescue his bride, Princess Lissa, from a fortress of alien invaders who have arrived on their planet. The film stars Kenneth Marshall as Prince Colwyn. If it wasn't for Jenny's theme from The Rocketeer, then this would be my favorite James Horner love theme. The music was written in the extremely early portions of his career. James Horner presented music that seemed like it was written by an old Hollywood veteran and not a young composer in his late 20s who had only a few scores under his belt. Much like Jenny's love theme, this love theme perfectly captures Colwyn and Liz's fairy tale love story and the power that binds them together to defeat the enemies of Krull.
That was the Colin and Liza Love theme from the 1983 film Crawl, music composed and conducted by James Horner and performed by the London Symphony Orchestra. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Number one. In at number one, music from Superman the Movie, released in 1978 with music by John Williams. This 1978 superhero classic still remains, in my opinion, the best comic book film of all time. It was directed by Richard Donner and stars an all-star cast including Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, Glenn Ford, Margot Kidder, and Christopher Reeve. The score was written by John Williams, and it's equal to the film's reputation, standing tall and unbeaten in its 45 years of being the single greatest superhero score ever written. If you listen to the score on its own, it plays like a classic three-movement symphony, with the classical theatrical tone of the Krypton sequences to the Americana Copeland-esque roots of Smallville to the bustling, vibrant, exciting action-packed moments of Metropolis and beyond. The themes are numerous. The standout cues are plenty. It's a masterpiece amongst the almost seemingly endless masterworks written by Maestro Williams. One of the best themes from the score is its love theme, first heard during the main title sequence. It also has its own concert version. Now in the film, the theme has been hidden for almost half of the film, and when it finally comes to fruition during Superman and Lois Lane's romantic flight sequence over Metropolis, it's well worth the wait. Unfortunately, the wonderful theme had last-minute added lyrics with Margot Kidder's uninspired reading or singing of said lyrics representing her deepest feelings of what is exactly happening before hers and our own eyes. Thankfully, on subsequent expanded albums and re-recordings of Superman, the version of this sequence was either completely left off the recording or delegated to the extra sections of whatever album it was on. The theme itself is the perfect representation of this new relationship, filled with almost childlike awe, tenderness, exhilaration, lift, and romance. The music literally carries the sequence. Williams actually called this cue a ballet on the scoring logs. Well, that's it for today's program. Thank you very much for listening. I hope to present more top 10 shows in the near future. I really like this format a lot, and I'm glad that I finally was able to return to it after so many years. And I really hope you enjoy today's countdown. And if you disagree with it, please leave a comment in the uh, comment section below on the website or write me an email, whatever. Um, I'd like to hear from you. Or if you want to tweet about it, please do as well. And again, if you'd like to support Cinematic Sound Radio, please head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio. And now to end off today's top 10 countdown of the very best love themes of all time, in my opinion, here is the love theme from Superman the Movie. This is the flying sequence by John Williams with a performance by the Royal Scottish National Orchestra conducted by John Debney and released on Verez Saraband Records. Thanks again for tuning in today's show. I really do appreciate it. Until next time, take care wherever you are in this world and happy listening.
Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burden for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and David Cosina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sinsound Radio on Twitter and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment right now to rate the show and write a brief review. Reviews help introduce potential listeners to the show. And while you're at it, head over to TeePublic to get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at cinematicsound.net. <laughs>